ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to another edition of the Mr. Warren Hayes Show. I, of course, am Mr. Warren Hayes, and this is the Thursday night show where we sit around, get together around the fireplace, and we talk about professional wrestling for, ah, I don't know. <laughs> Last week I did it for three hours. Who knows what's going on in my brain? I don't know. <laughs> You're asking me what, what, how, how things work? My God, people. <laughs> what I th- Look, the, regardless, let's not live in the past, right? The past is, 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 is someplace else. It is no longer with us. We'll move forward. And we have to move forward because tonight, folks, is the last Mr. Warren Hayes show of 2021. January 30th, 2021. We're just, we're a few hours away from ringing in a brand new year. And I hope you guys are excited about ringing in a brand new year. Because I know I am. I don't know why exactly. But uh, look, I think I know. I know why. I'm I'm, I'm not going to try. Like the new year always comes with uh, a, a feeling of um uh, you know a, a a good sentiment of renewal right it's uh, we all start off a new year i'd say oh look i don't want to i don't want to uh, create too many generalizations here but we do you know start off the new year with you know hope sense of renewal sense of hey let's let's try something new couldn't be worse than last year you know and i think that's important and i think it's a good feeling to have and you shouldn't minimize those feelings. You shouldn't be like, uh, poo-poo, you know. It's not a new year, new me kind of thing. It's really just like a a, a moment where you're like, okay, let's let's get our shit together and, and and move forward. And I think that's a good, it's a good feeling to have. And I'm glad you guys are here tonight to, fi- to finish off this year with me right here on YouTube.com slash Mr. Warren Hayes, recording live every Thursday night, 9 p.m. A- 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 9 p.m. Eastern, 8 Central. I'm excited. I'm excited to close off the year uh, with, with all of y'all. Uh, and who is this all of y'all? Robert Larry in the live chat joining us. Because we have an active, dynamic, super fun live chat every Thursday. Robert Larry's here. How you doing, Robert? Kelly Tonjes. Nice to see you as well, Kelly. Uh, who else we got? We got Mr. Fritz, who's here as well. Nice to see you, Heather. Nice to see you, too. All the early birds are here. We've got Ben, a.k.a. Phantomark82. Follow Ben. This it, Look, I am not going to ask much of you viewing fan base, yeah, uh, uh, listener fan base, if you want to call yourselves fans of what I do. Let's say well-wishers and, uh, and people who feel obligated to listen to me. How about that? I'm not going to ask much of you, but in the U- new year 2022, you are going to subscribe to youtube.com slash phantomark82. Our boy Ben provides the music for the pre-rolls, and he is an awesome guy on top of that. So go follow his stuff now. <laughs> it's, a, it's a good way to start the new year, and and Ben and Ben is fantastic, and I appreciate it. We've got Tim Traver, the Diecast Collective, who's here as well. Nice to see you, Tim. Mr. Fantastic is here too. DGMC, how you doing? Jermaine Presley. It's been a while, man. Good to see you. Welcome back. We got Matt Ritter. Ritter. Matt Ritter. Not, you know, uh, from Smackin' It Raw, who's here. Nice to see you. 
my man, and uh, and yeah, and hey, a nice, fresh, full crowd of people joining us here live on YouTube.com slash Mr. Warren Hayes. If you're already here and you're already enjoying it, you're already like, hey, Warren said my name. I don't know. Like the video. For real. The YouTube algorithm likes that stuff, loves that stuff. Go right ahead and like the video. You can also subscribe if this is your first time here. If you're not already, it's nice to, it, it's just good. It feels good. And speaking of subscriptions, I had set out a goal for myself and I had tweeted it out a little bit and I was looking forward. I wanted to hit 1,500 subscribers on my YouTube channel before the end of the year and it happened today, 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 today. And I am flabbergasted. I am, look, it was a goal I had set and I'm, and I'm happy to hit it, but you know, it's like, it's like I say every time I am so privileged and humbled that uh, so many of you have subscribed to the channel so many of you pop in listen watch anytime you do trust me on this it every time i i i I know someone tunes in listens watches it just it, it 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 just hits me in a very sentimental place the fact that anyone would like would like to take some of their time to uh to to allow me to invade that time that they are that that they have and and our time is so precious these days it's so friggin precious it boggles my mind that you would want to spend it listening to me ramble about pro wrestling and it's it's humbling every time it doesn't get i it doesn't get any more doesn't uh, uh, easier, like eh, fifteen hundred, not a big. No, it it it's always a big deal, and and I really appreciate it, and thank you all so much, and uh, for 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 your subscriptions, your continued support. It's it it honestly boggles my mind. I did not know. I I I honestly did not know that um when I started doing this that I would uh, get even uh, remotely this far, but uh, look at that. Here we are. <laughs> Here we are. Um, so, uh, so there you go. So, um, so, so yeah. No, no, no. I'm excited. I'm just all over the place. Um, so, thank you, thank you very much. So, uh, that's for YouTube. And and listen, if you're listening to this on on Spotify, and I don't know what's going on, I don't know what's going on, but my numbers on Spotify are are are, are going up. There, there, there's there's like a little surge going on. And I'm I'm cool with that. Did you know on Spotify you can listen as a podcast, but you can also watch the Mr. Warren Hayes show on Spotify. So if you're listening right now, you can go into your app. And I think it's just I think no I look I think it's I think it's on desktop and on um, on mobile. But you can watch the Mr. Warren Hayes show podcast now. I have video up there as well. So that's also super cool. That's also super cool. Uh, and, uh, and, and I appreciate your support there. If you want to leave some, some, some reviews, can leave some, uh, some, some five-star reviews, some likes there as well, subscriptions, whatever podcast platform you're listening on. I'm just saying, you know, Spotify also. It's a, uh, oh, Joe Rogan can, of course, Joe Rogan's going to counter-program me. I, I kind of figured that, you know, the 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 amount of success, like if I ever wanted to make it big in the podcasting realm, I just have to have people come around, hang around and then, you know, talk about talk about recreational drug usage and, and I'd be fine. 
That's how I should do it. <laughs> Thank you all. Uh, anyway, for your support and, and, and for listening and all that. Hope you all had a wonderful holidays. A good Christmas. The holidays are not over. What am I talking about? But I hope you had a good uh, a good Christmas, right? Gonna say, hey, I'm gonna say hello to look at that Katie from the Shilit podcast, Shilit Showcase podcast. Get your act together. Nice to see you, Katie. I was on her show recently. She did a full. She decided that she was going to interview me for like sixty million minutes. I it, it was fun. I'm not saying that was because you know I just you guys know I talk. So she had me talking about shit. It was a good time. You should check it out. Subscribe to her channel. She's right there in the chat thing. Evan Wright. Nice to see you, Evan. Good to see you. Welcome to the chat as well. I had a lovely... I'm having a lovely holiday. And I'm not going to lie. Having an absolutely lovely holiday. Uh, Christmas. Uh, very nice. My kids bought me... They got me the video game Hades for Christmas. And uh, the, 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 the thing with Hades, right? Is that they, they want you to start playing. But they don't, I I don't, have, no one's given me any tips and tricks to stop playing because my God, that game is great. And it's right up my alley too. It's like, because it, 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 the, the uh, it, it has roguelike elements, meaning that the levels are never really, are never really the same. So you're never, you're always going through like randomly generated rooms to get to the, to get to the end boss. And it is absolutely fantastic. Uh, I, 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 it's uh, it's close to a a perfect video game because on top of that the, the the graphics are outstanding the artwork is remarkable the writing is funny like just clever funny interesting uh lots of plot lines being thrown down voice acted from top to bottom and I'm like it, it just blows my mind how much of a quality game it is on top of being fun as hell i fi- and, and 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 i see in the chat there are people who are familiar with hades by the way nathan coley nice to see you welcome to the chat some people are familiar with hades and that's fantastic i've made it to the um i've defeated the bone hydra so the second the 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 boss of asmothiel of asmothiel the uh, I am the second boss, Asphonil. I can't remember the name of the level. Ash Asmodil, Asmo. Anyway, but I got the I I got the 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 second. Um, I defeated the second boss, and I discovered. Here's a pro tip. You want a pro tip? Here's a pro tip from a novice Hades player <laughs> to beat the Bone Hydra. Try to get, try to get. The Deadless Hammer upgrade so that your weapon will do uh, uh, extra damage to armor. That's what you need to do. You need to get... Uh, and and then the Bone Hydra becomes a breeze. But, of course, everything is randomly generated in, in Hades. So you might do runs where you, you, you just won't... You just won't get it. But once you get, like, a plus 300% damage increase... Uh, bone hydra's a breeze it's not it's not spoilers it's a pro tip it's not spoilers vape ross vape good to see you man welcome to the chat says 
She got a, a cell phone holder. It's using as evidence. What the hell? As long as it is, I'm glad you got a cell phone holder because those things are useful in cars and whatnot, as opposed, as you all know by now, as opposed to a cell phone wallet, which is bullshit. I'm not ranting about that anymore. Not not now. Anyway. <laughs> um but I uh, that was you know it was a, it was good. It was a, it, I'm having a lovely holidays, lovely Christmas so far. Hope you guys are as well. Um so yeah, uh, uh bell to bells, right? That's the other thing I want you to that, that, that I always ask you to do. Visit bell to bells. Dot com, B-E-L-L-T-O-B-E-L-L-E-S dot com. You know what Kristen Ashley, editor-in-chief of my heart, is working on right now? She is compiling the first ever Bell to Bell's top 500 women's list of 2022. It is the first one, top 500. She has been working hard at it and... she she said that she was going to be releasing it this weekend. So keep your peepers peeled on that because it is pretty dope shit. Uh, and it's, uh, you know, coming up with lists, man. It's a lot more work than one thinks. Because you always have to keep in mind that some people are going to get really, really mad and you have to have some basis to at least argue with them. Despite the fact that the people who get really, really mad will not listen to reason regardless. <laughs> you know. <laughs> um, but yeah, belltobells.com. Our YouTube channel is uh, youtube.com slash belltobells. Look, there's tons of I even have an interview with Mercedes Martinez, who I'm going to be talking about a little later. I talked with 50, I spoke with Mercedes for 50 plus minutes just a couple of months ago. And if you want to find out what happened the first time around in AW. Why she didn't get signed after All Out 2019? She talks about it with me. She lays the dirt down. And all sorts of great stuff. Go check it out. It's on the uh, Bell to Bell's YouTube channel and a whole bunch of other great interviews as well. Fantastic people. And one of my pride, a point of pride for me this year. All the all the fantastic interviews that I got to do this year. Just blows my mind. It absolutely blows my mind that all these people were okay talking with me <laughs> you know because you know, there's members of my family who don't even want that yes i did talk to the goblin Mesaruga as well and 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 her partner banyana aki wonderful people got to speak to them twice on top of that great people just fantastic um what else uh hey oh tomorrow tomorrow uh will be will be one day away from the wwe day one pay-per-view the first apparently of a new tradition they want to kick off right and i did a prediction show recorded it earlier today with matt ritter who is hopefully still in the chat of the smack it raw podcast we recorded it earlier today it's going to premiere tomorrow as a youtube premiere 12 p.m. right here on youtube.com slash Mr. Warren Hayes or distributed as a podcast worldwide as of 12 noon tomorrow as well. So day one tomorrow, 
prediction show preview matt and i break it down it was a good time as matt said he enjoyed coming on my show because uh, as opposed to when he does his show which is all you know uh fart and dick jokes and on my show he was able to show that he knows a little bit about wrestling there you go (laughs) his words not mine it was a good time excited for you guys to check that out tomorrow make a note of it uh, set a reminder, the, the, the premiere is all ready to go right now. Uh, we also have a Discord, don't forget that, the uh, Mr. Warren Hayes Show Discord. No, wait a second, before I talk about the Discord, hang on. I've also got more streams coming up uh, next week. I'm doing post shows for both nights of Wrestle Kingdom, nights one and two. I'm doing post shows with our boy Mags uh, uh, all the way over in England. So we're going to be up like at 7 a.m. hitting the streams recapping the shows super stoked to do that plus i'll be doing a post show for the new japan noah show next saturday not tomorrow in a week um uh uh, with uh kevin mcelvany uh editor-in-chief of pro wrestling illustrated god damn your boy and 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 between you and i as a here's a scoopsy little scoop here i think i might do a prediction show sunday if i can if i can speak to the appropriate people uh to get that started so i am overrun here with all sorts of stuff oh fuck you evan (laughs) i am overrun with streams i'm keeping busy um feeling good wrestling is amazing wrestling is going to be so great starting starting january there's going to be so much great stuff i'm January is going to be fantastic. I love wrestling so much, and I hope you guys are going to be around to love it along. Discord, remember Discord? I was talking about that. We do have a Discord, uh, Mr. Warren Hayes Discord. The link is in the description. The chat bot pops it up in the chat once in a while. Join us. Join us. It's a good time. Good people. Uh, a, 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 a safe haven from the horrors of Twitter.com. You want to escape the bird app? And talk with sensible people with sensible opinions, whom you might not agree with, but at least they're sensible. Come on over, join the day. And you know what? This weekend, this sat, this Sunday, uh, the community is holding our uh, match of the year watch along. So we are collecting nominations, well, nominations, suggestions from the community to build up a nice watch list. And we are all going to be sitting down. We're going to be streaming those matches uh, in the Discord. Come and join us. You'll be able to watch it with us. It'll be it'll be it'll be good because there's already some great matches on there. I'm letting the community fill out their 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 choices because I've got one. I've got one match that I want to see, and if it doesn't show up, I'm adding it as it stands right now. And yes, it is a Tai Conchi Discord. Tai Conchi approved of our Discord. That's a that, that's another highlight of my year. I'm not gonna lie. Anyway. Uh, you have to join the Discord to find out what we're talking about. Don't forget to join us on the post stream as well. <laughs> Members only post stream. If you become a member of the Mr. Warren Hayes show, you get a you get a nice little badge in the live chat. You get access to some emojis in the live chat. It's a good deal if you're a live chatter. Plus, on top of that, you can join us on the post stream. And I talk a lot with everyone. We take Discord calls, chat, the YouTube chat, the Discord chat. Everyone chats. Everyone's talking, having a good time. And tonight, I want to hear your New Year's resolutions, your wrestling 
New Year's resolutions. I don't care about your, uh, I have to eat better uh, and uh, I have to call my mother more often than once a month. I don't care about those resolutions. I don't give a shit about them unless they're unless they are for your you know your you know your self uh, improvement. Sure, then I can get behind those. But if it's I want like honestly, I want to know what your resolutions are for uh, for 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 uh, wrestling. Come and talk to me. Jeez, why won't anyone talk to me? No, I'm kidding. I create I create communities so people can talk to me because. I don't know how to be social. I don't know how to talk to people. I don't, I have no friends. If I didn't have children, no one would talk to me on a daily basis. <laughs> uh, I'm laughing, but it's sad also. Um, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Um, yeah, so join. All you have to do is become a member come and join us and it's a good time it's always fun it's uh the post the the post streams are always a good time become a member and you show some support for the mr warren hay show and that's fantastic and you can also drop us some super chats that's also a great way to show support for the show and i will read your question comment thought mood live and on the air we already got a couple of super chats uh thank you so much starting off with vape ross vape thank you man wishing me happy holidays and you know what i'm going to extend the happy holidays from the super chat to everyone uh, listening, watching right now. Thank you very much, Ross. I appreciate it. Mr. Fretz left a super chat as well. Thank you so much. He said, I got Mox's book. Best wrestling one in years. I uh, I, I will eventually, I'm about halfway through it and it's it's amazing. And yet, what, what I think what makes it, uh, I, I, I think what makes it even more amazing is how it like it's not ghost written right it's not like mocks with someone ghost writing you know taking notes and then making embellishing it no it's it's mocks and you he describes it at first right sitting with renee's laptop and just plugging at and going clack, 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 clack. like you can see mocks just going clack, 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 clack. just typing whatever comes to mind it's stream of consciousness he doesn't give a fuck about punct- punctuation and 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 it, and it is i think that's what makes it so um so adorable no adorable is not the right word so um um relatable i guess because it's it's so entirely mocks it's fantastic i really liked it i I, like i'm halfway done but it's a good gift you got there fritz good gift for any wrestling fan i agree oh yeah you you guys are all fantastic thank you so much I'm not, I'm not, that was a bit. I'm not half a, I don't want anyone to to feel bad for me when I was saying I don't have friends. I have friends. I socialize plenty. My, my, you know, and I talk about my kids. My kids aren't like two and three. My kids are very, very grown up. They're fantastic. I have Kristen as well. I have good family relations. Like I'm not, I was, it was a bit. I'm not, I don't want anyone to feel sorry for me. And But I do appreciate everyone coming out. To hang out every Thursday. That's always fun. So, let's get to this bitch. The Weekly Wrestling Inspection. Hello. Let's let's kick it off. Let's start the let's start going by looking over here at uh at the poll that I typically uh sometimes sometimes uh kick off 
the show, asking the, the Mr. Warren Hayes show live uh, chat, hey, what would you like me to start talking about tonight? 70% of the chat voted for me talking about Tony Storm. A, an, a semi-regular topic on the Mr. Warren Hayes show, if you if you have a tendency to listen uh, um, generally, right? But Tony Storm is specifically in the news this week because, uh, well, Fightful actually reported uh, that she left. Tony Storm is gone from WWE. Dave Meltzer, a little later in the day, confirmed that she had quit. She was not released. Um, and um, she's gone from the company. Now, the, you know, now the, you know the, the story is starting to develop, starting to flesh out. You know, there's reports hanging around out there. I, 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 I'm fearful of crediting it because I'm not sure exactly who popped up with it first. But um, I did see... Uh, that uh, that there's a lot of people who just who are just uh, starting to report that Tony just picked up her bags and left. She's like, nah, you know what? I'm done with this during the live event. She's like, yeah, you know what? <laughs> Sayonara, I'm done. You know. And this was a couple of days after we started hearing like weird reports that Tony was very confident about her time and that she's had some chats with Vince McMahon. And I'm like, oh, she's had chats with Vince McMahon, and then she leaves. Okay. I can all I can only fathom. I can I can only I can only imagine, folks. Honestly. Anyway, Tony Storm no longer in WWE. Um so she's she, she's free. She's free to do whatever. We'll see what happens next for, um, and this is this is just one of those that completely baffles me. This is this is one of these releases where I'm like, I don't get it. I don't understand. I don't understand how WWE had a sure thing on their hands like Tony Storm and were able to fuck it up like they did. To me, this is this is a very Keith Lee esque signing where you get someone who absolutely looks the part and acts the part she looks like a star she acts like a star but somehow in wwe's weird infinite wisdom right is the uh they they manage to absolutely fuck it up bungle bungle the the entire thing tony like i said tony storm is not a is not a a a, a, is a semi-regular topic here because whenever i have an opportunity to talk about tony storm i will always you you guys know i always bring it back to i don't know what wwe has done to this woman to be a shadow of what she was on the independent circuit. Everywhere she went, every promoter she worked for, whether it was in stardom, progress, or any other, they knew how to book Tony Storm to make her come across as a star, and she was a star, Chris, she was a belt collector. 
She had, she was holding like three or four championships at a time. You get it. You, you look at Tony Storm on the indies, tearing up Brit Rez, uh, having fantastic matches in stardom, fantastic matches with Io Shirai in stardom. Not like, we're not talking uh, bottom of the barrel, uh, uh, you, you know, a uh, 16-year-old starting off in stardom kind of thing. No, 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 no. At the top of the card with the ace of the company, great matches that she's having. You look at this woman and you say, of course WWE is going to pick her up. She's amazing. And then when she, you look at her, you look at her gimmick, the way she comes out, the swagger, the presence, that connection that she has with the audience. Because there you go, another natural baby face you got on your hands. You, you look at her and you're like, this, this woman is fantastic. Of course, she's going to be a star in WWE. She has all the attributes they look for. Everything they look for. She has a great May Young Classic, wins that, and then it's all downhill from there. I I trust I I covered NXT UK for a long time for Fightful. And the Tony Storm that was there had trouble getting a good match going. Her takeover matches weren't that great. She lacked energy. There's something that happened when she was asked to start working that style that just took it out of her. And it got worse when she was called up to main roster. This is absolutely absurd stuff. I'm telling you guys, it takes a... Ta- it, 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 it takes a... Uh, it takes talent, okay? And because this is not, it's not a a a um a one time thing that WWE does here. So I have to chalk it up to a talent to be able to get so many sure things, star powered infused wrestlers into your organization and screw them up. And screw up the short things that you have. That's a talent. Keith Lee, Tony Storm, I don't get it. And of course, you know, the people who exclusively live within the WWE bubble will say, well, she sucked anyway. But that's, that's not it. Especially when you are familiar with her work and the reasons that brought her to the dance in the first place. But Vince, Vince has to create everyone, right? Vince is Vince can't just take short things and be like, "I'll put you on a, I'll put you on a pedestal." No, he has to create them, right? Can't just take them as is and put them there. He has to remodel them. He has to remake them. Like what? God forbid! God forbid! I stick up for Goldberg, but here we go. When Bill Goldberg was brought into WWE, right? Vince had. I'm going to make you a star, baby. But he was already a star. Why was he a star? Because Goldberg ran in. He threw a couple of punches, spear, jackhammer, win, and he was out the door. That's what made Bill Goldberg a star. But Vince decided that he was going to wrestle 10, 12-minute matches. Of course, you're going to ruin Bill Goldberg because Bill Goldberg can't work a 10-minute match. He can't. He never could, never will.
And when I use this argument, a lot of times I'll have people go, well, Vince didn't change AJ Styles. Right, the one person, right? You go back to the one exception. The one guy that you're like, yeah, you're right. But everyone else, everyone else, Vince is, I got to, I got to recreate, I got to retool. Hell, he was even doing it within his own company. You get Karrion Cross brought up from NXT and he's like, no, we're going we're gonna to do shit with him. You know, <laughs> it's Kyle from the apron bump. Nice to see you. Welcome to the chat. And also, uh, uh, wait, I saw someone else. Uh, Chris Jacobs, nice to see you, sir. Welcome as well. Um, but doesn't that baffle? And it's baffling. And then, and, and then and respectfully, I had someone on Twitter have a, I had a discussion as opposed to an argument. And that's a fresh, that's fresh in and about itself. But someone wrote to me on Twitter when I was talking about Tony Storm and said, why is the narrative always about releases always framed as WWE not knowing what to do with talent? Isn't it also possible that they knew what they wanted from her, in this case, Tony Storm, right? But she either couldn't or wouldn't do it. She has a good look, can work, but there was little depth to her character. I'm like, there you go. There was little depth to her character, but ultimately, what does that mean in pro wrestling? Like, there's only in WWE where depth of character is supposed to mean something. It's like, as if Seth Rollins' character has, you know, so many layers that he's, you know, a fucking, he's a fucking character in Othello. In Shakespeare's Othello. And you're like, oh yeah, let's peel back and examine, you know, Iago's motivations here. It's like, it's fucking wrestling. Depth of character. What you want is someone who will come to the ring, cut a promo, sure, I'm always for that, but ultimately can work and can help you get excited about it depth of character like i understand what 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 that person said i understand what they mean you know and it's also baffling that even to this day people are like maybe she didn't want to do what wwe wanted them to do it's like it doesn't matter what vince tells them to do they go ahead and fucking do it so vince says you're gonna go get pie faced that's your angle it's like okay vince then what we'll see because there's no forward thinking there's no planning there's we know this vince tears up scripts minutes before a live show there has been instances of him rewriting raw as the show is starting there's like we as and i recognize this as wrestling uh, what am I, pundit, uh, whatever, analyst, whatever you want to call me, and people out on Twitter, all of us who like to talk about wrestling, we put more thought into WWE and how they do things than their boss does. We really do. So if if Tony Storm gets get some get some cream pies to the face. And then loses a match and cries in the ring. How is that compelling? How is that interesting? Yeah, where I agree with the dude, with the person, where is the depth of character? Because there's nothing here. There's nothing to latch on to. There's nothing. 
When, when I think when people talk about depth of character in wrestling, it's just like, give me something that I can latch on to so I can believe in this person. I think that's what they mean. Especially in the case of a baby face. A baby face. Goes to prove, once again, my outstanding theory that WWE has no idea how to build a baby face anymore. They don't. And you know, I and I see people and contemporaries, some of my, you know, some of my uh, uh, colleagues in the sphere who say, I don't understand Tony Storm was in the middle of a push. He was not in the middle of a push. She's not in the middle of a push. That's not what a push is. Getting, getting thrown, throwing, throwing pies for a couple of weeks, then heading to a ring to, to work a, a, a below, a subpar match to only like end up crying in the ring. That's not a push, folks. That is not a push. A push, a push is MJF. MJF, what he's getting is a push. Uh, Big E is a push. Those are pushes. Tony Storm was anything but. I don't understand. She was, and and I don't understand why at this point we we think that in WWE people are getting a push because they're put into a a a a a a, 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 um, a, 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 a world title program, a title program. I don't understand why we think that's indicative of a, of a push because everyone gets their fucking turn, especially when it comes to the women. They all get their turn. So it's not a push. And here's here's something very interesting now. We've got we've got on Raw, there are 11 women left on the roster. 8 on SmackDown. We are 4 weeks out before Royal Rumble. You currently have 90. No, that's even there's 11 women on Raw, but Alexa Bliss is still out at this point. That's 10. So we have 18 women to fill up a 30-person Royal Rumble. Who's... You're going to call up people from NXT? Of course you are. But there as well, it's pretty barren. Who are you going to call? Ghostbusters. <laughs> Bring in Beth Phoenix, okay. Let's do that again, right? Otherwise, what? Mandy? Bring in uh, Priscilla Kelly? Electra Lopez? Like, who's interesting? Who Who's interesting from the NXT crew that you'd like to see up? Ivy, maybe? But you're going to be in Daddy's Girl who had her debut match on... Like, could you imagine being greener than her in a Royal Rumble? Her finishes a flatliner. What's her name? I'm going to start banning people who start talking about Eva Marie, okay? She's dead to us now. <laughs> Tiffany Stratton. There you go. 
Did you guys see that debut? The Tiffany Stratton debut on NXT confirms to me, absolutely 100% confirms to me, that NXT is essentially the AEW Dark of the main roster. Absolutely 100%. So there's nothing wrong with it. Again, it's not for me. It's just not for me. I am not, you know, all that excited to see wrestlers who aren't ready for prime time as being... Look, let let me start that back. I am not excited to watch a show where I see a bunch of wrestlers who are not ready for prime time while I'm being told that there's that that they're ready for prime time because it's a prime time show. Just saying. Want to say hi to Conrad from Everything Pro Wrestling. Good to see you and Pete Davies. Nice to see you. Pete talks about EO. EO Shirai. I look, there's two people in all of WWE, who I believe their booking has been impeccable since 2020. Bobby Lashley, which I think... Bobby Lashley's booking in WWE has been close to perfect. Mid-card guy, destroying all the mid-card dudes, gets the mid-card title, doesn't officially lose the mid-card title, moves up to the heavyweights, gets the heavyweight belt. Fantastic. Well, not the heavyweights, the the the, the top tier, the the not the the, the the main eventers. Sorry, not the heavyweights. And Io Shirai. Io has been look outside of losing matches and whatnot. She is the most consistent character in WWE. Io is not there to make friends. She doesn't give a shit. She wants to kick people's heads in. That's all she wants to do. When she was teaming with Zoe Stark, is Stark was very clear. It was like. I don't like you. I still remember that promo where she cut. I don't remember. I was, I think it was Raquel and whoever were the tag titles. Who had the tag titles at that point. She said, I don't like you. I don't like you. And then she turns to Tony Stark and I don't like you. <laughs> this is great. And everything she does is like, no, you, you, I'm, we need to win. Like Cora Jade at war games when she was like, oh, my arm. Ooh, and she was dragging herself to get out of the cage. Io was like, nah, son, brings her back in, pops her. Like, that is consistent. It's fantastic stuff. EO has been... EO is the best reason to watch NXT. And they can't even put her in a match for the for, for the women's title next week. Can you believe that? I, I, watched, I watched the match, the main event of NXT 2.0 this week, which was... Um, Cora Jade and uh, Raquel, Raquel Gonzalez versus Kaylee Ray and Io Shirai. And the stipulation was that whichever team won would end, would end up being a part of a triple threat next week to take on Mandy Rose for the NXT women's title. So I'm salivating at the mouth because I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? Kaylee Ray and Io Shirai just going ballistic on each other. Who cares about that? Mandy can sit out the entire match at this point. I don't give a shit. But seeing those two artists of violence going after each other, let's do it, man. But no, they go with the absolute subpar uh, uh, edition here. Raquel and Cora Jade and Mandy Rose next week. That, That 
That's that's so deflating. And the way that they won the way this match ended. Cora Jade and 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 Electra not Electra uh, uh, Raquel. They're in a team, right? They 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 are they're in a team, and the team who wins goes to fight for the titles. Cora runs in, she gets she covers, I don't know who, I don't remember which one, but she covers. And Raquel runs in to break up the pin. And I'm like, what is, what is she doing? What, what the hell is she doing? And they start arguing for a pin. I'm like, you stupid, stupid people. Why are you doing this? And they eventually do get the win, right? Because Cora, Raquel tries to get the pin, but Cora does eventually get it. And I'm and 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 Raquel is mad after then she gets angry now if if the person i know we discussed this if the person <laughs> if the person who was pinning the uh, the person on the other team was the sole individual going to the tag uh, going to the match next week 100% get it but Raquel is a dummy is a dummy. And yes, we discussed it. I discussed it with Matt Ritter. And Matt was like, yeah, but it's all about ego. She wants to be the one to, you know, to shine here. And I, I sure, I get that. But is Raquel dumb enough to completely flub a an opportunity at winning the NXT women's title for that? Apparently she is. She's a big fat dummy. A big fat dummy. And Cora Jade, Cora Jade acted like a big fat dummy in war games. When I can't remember, was it JC Jane that was flat on her back in front of her? And then Cora, Cora had been sitting in a corner like for five minutes nursing her shoulder. And then she's like, oh wait, I could pin her. And then she looks to her left, looks to her right. She goes, it's like as if she's never been in a wrestling ring before. Dummies. I think they deserve each other. Dummies. (laughs) Dummies. <laughs> anyway, Tony Storm. Um, she'll uh, she will get back on her feet. This this means nothing, and I hope she goes and she tears it up like uh like she's supposed to. I hope she does. Anakin JMT is here. Nice to see you, Anakin. He also left us a super chat. Thank you very much, Anakin. This is what he says. He says, putting together a prayer circle for Tony to take the Indies by storm and win the Ring of Honor women's title and be an anchor for the relaunched Ring of Honor if it returns. Brother, pal, chum. At this point, (laughs) I... I, I I understand the sentiment, but Ring of Honor right now, no one has any idea what is going on. Hell, they're announcing J- Jonathan Gresham and Bandito are 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 working matches on the Indies, both claiming to be the Ring of Honor World Champion. So like, <laughs> I like right now, I don't know what's going on. Do you know what's going on? Let's give but. I'm still convinced, 100% convinced, that Ring of Honor is going to go to a pay-per-view style 
production moving forward once a month whatever they're gonna they're gonna go like uh they're gonna go like uh um you know gcw and all the rest pay-per-view maybe a streaming subscription something like that but no more network tv no more weekly programming and and i think that's what they're going to do moving forward but it's definitely not going to be what it is right now if it does come back No, I don't like to say this all, you know, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm never one. Hang on. Let me phrase that properly. My instinct when people get released isn't like Tony Khan's got to pick them up. You know, there's a lot of people that's instantly it's like, oh, go to AEW. And that's not necessarily my instinct for everyone. I think there are people who do benefit and should be there and so on and so forth. And I think Tony Storm is one of those people. I think Tony Storm should go to AEW. She should join up. Especially after what happened uh, last night on Dynamite. I think there is a... There is momentum. You guys know how much that... Momentum in the women's division right now. And I think she'd be a welcome addition. Speaking of women in wrestling, I'm going to talk about the uh, AEW stuff um a little towards the end of the show after i talk about stardom Rio goku dream queendom 2021 which happened december 29 in the middle of the night for us on the eastern seaboard um a a breeze of a show to watch four hours that really didn't feel like it and despite the fact that i'm sitting there you know, it's middle of the night here and I'm, you know, struggling, not struggling to stay awake, but you know, there's always that, there's that, 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 um, that fight. There's that combat where your body's like, Hey brother, you should be in bed. It's like four 30 in the morning. I'm like, no, I have not seen Utamin Shuri yet. Um, good show. I thought it was a breeze to watch. Uh, the top matches were outstanding. Uh, and you know, I don't watch much stardom and that's not by, uh, it's not meant to be a knock in any sense, in in any shape or form. I try to watch some key matches. Um, you know, I've got my buddy JPQ, big pause on a pup who will be debuting by the way, a Joshi podcast over on, uh, pro wrestling illustrated in a couple of weeks. So that I'm excited for and good to have him back in the podcasting realm as well. Um, he, uh, so, you know, he often cues me on stuff and I go watch it. And, you know, so I, I, you know, I, far from me to say that I am the, the, the tantamount expert on stardom, but you know, these types of events, these types of matches, they're hard to miss. They're sort of must see events, especially after, you know, the, the, the classic that Utami and Shuri put on earlier this year was a main event. They, they were main eventing this mat, this show as well. So. Yeah, I just leaned into it, and what, and it was a lot of fun. It's you know, work. You want your work rate? You got it here. Uh, the, that's uh, that's just as simple as that. Let me get into it, talk about it a little bit, uh, because I do believe it's worth a rewatch. I do believe it's worth um, anyone getting into and like, okay, I'm gonna settle down. I'm gonna watch them start. And where should I start? I think this is an excellent starting point. 
the first match officially on the card because I, I I I missed the pre-show unfortunately. Um, I um, the uh, no, I didn't miss the pre-show. No, sorry, it was Fukigen Death defeating Lady C, Rina, uh, and Saki Kashima and Waka Tsukiyama Waka who did she good things she lost because uh, she uh, no not good things she lost because she provided English color commentary. Um, anyway, uh, that was the, the that was a pre-show. Fine little match. It was a pre-show. Curtain jerker. Get us warmed up. That's fine. Future of Stardom Championship. So these are like the it's the championship for the for the uh, the rookies essentially the very very young uh, up and comers in Stardom. Hanan uh, defeated Raka to win the title and new hashtag and new fun little opener there as well. Artist of Stardom Championship, basically the trio's title, the trio of uh, Himeka, Maika, and Natsupoi of Donna, Donna Del Mondo, defeating the trio of Cosmic Angels, Mei Sakurai, Mina, and Unagi Sayaka. Uh, I thought this was a lot of fun. It, it was really cool. Match ended with Maika uh, Michinoku drivering everyone. <laughs> On the other side, like one after another, one Michinoku driver, two Michinoku driver, three, and she pinned, fe- trained by Taka Michinoku herself. Great stuff. That was absolutely great stuff. Um, great conclusion, great end. Fun match. Again, like, I like the show. What I, I think that one of the best qualities of the show was how it was paced, where the opening matches were, were fun. They were, you know, appetizers getting you into the mood good stuff you know and then you start getting into the real nitty-gritty and you're going oh all right this is uh this this is so so good here uh the high speed championship the champion starlight kid successfully defended her title against the zumi and koguma or koguma excuse me koguma uh very good match i thought you know Again, like this is the high speed match, so the action is <laughs> fast and furious. But, um, uh, but you know, Starlight Kid retains. She's the only member of Odeo Tai right now who has a title. She's the only one now that, yeah, all, all that's out of the way. Uh, and um, establishing her, her presence, her dominance, you know leadership to a certain degree but now momo's in there too i don't even look at what we're going to talk about it in a bit but it is i starlight kid is is such a, a an entertaining wrestler every time she gets in the ring always fantastic stuff i loved it i thought this was a really fun match to set us up for one of the first big anticipated matches of the night uh konami's uh farewell match where she took on julia um this was and and this was actually Julia's return to stardom after uh, uh, suffering a neck. What's it a neck injury? I don't remember. Look, I um, not, don't quote me. But she did suffer an injury. She was out in, uh, for a number of months, uh, and that's Konami had announced that she was taking a hiatus from pro wrestling a few months ago, and this was going to be her final match. So the, the this match here was special because in 2020, these two had matches over the Wonder of Stardom title, uh, and it was, um, and Julia's first feud in Stardom was with 
Konami's then uh, faction partner, Hana Kimura, in Tokyo Cyber Squad. So, so there was all these moving parts here that sort of made it, that sort of made this match come together and coalesce. Uh, and my God, they just like it starts off, you know, respect, and you know, Julia has a nice banner with signatures from all the the Stardom staff, you know, uh, the talent to give to Konami, and like you feel like you know, it's always it's already emotional. Konami's already crying and. But the bell rings and they just start slugging at each other straight off the bat. Um, and Jul- Julia struggled throughout this match as Konami was constantly locking her up into holds. Julia was always in positions, you know, to break out of the holes, but it was a struggle. Like, you can't say that this was uh, this was Julia, like, wiping the mat and or competitive. No, Julia had a hard time in this one. There were multiple homages to the late Hannah Kimura as well. Uh, for instance, Konami went for the missile drop kick, followed by the Tiger Lily package pile driver, which was a combo, a setup uh, for uh, uh, for Hannah. Um, Jula hits a, uh, a stalling Falcon Arrow and then a glorious driver for the win. At this point, watching this match here, I was like, damn, this rules. This was a great match. This was absolutely great. And, that, and I was like, whoo! The bar is high now. Like, just... Because this match really, really ruled. Emotional, lots of lots of callbacks, and a, and just some good, solid work from both women here. Uh, and I was like, ooh, will it get better? Hot damn. The uh, next match we had was... Uh, was part... Uh, was uh, a, a match that was part of uh, Stardom's 10th anniversary celebrations uh we had mayu and takumi roha who defeated the odeo tai um uh team of momo excuse me momo watanabe and hazuki um and uh this was a basically a celebration where they're putting in four of uh the best like stardom stardom produced stars i guess in one match here iroha no longer with stardom she wrestles for marvelous now hazuki uh a lot of people consider her to be like on course to be a superstar but she retired in 2019 watanabe had a record-breaking run as wonder of stardom champion and iwatani mayu i mean mayu is Mayu. she's 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 the icon of stardom. She's like she's the she's the transcendent ace uh, of the of the company. Um, uh, oh, Hazuki wasn't in Odeo Tai. Excuse me. My bad. My poor note taking on my part. Hazuki not in Odeo Tai. Apologies. Um, but um, the, the little wrinkle into this match here is that Momo just had a heel turn. Um, decided to go completely heel, and when I and I'm talking like you know, just walked out of a hot topic heel. Where she she's got the black pitch black hair. She's all angsty and moody. She's got the hoodie covering her eyes, and you're like, she really looks like like an angst filled teen. And I I, I kind of dug it because it was so it was so over the top. It was it, it was nuts, and she because she acts like she's an angsty teen. It's fantastic. Iroha got some great strikes in this match. Uh, Hazuki has a fantastic snap suplex. Holy shit! Uh, 
pulled one off at some point. It's like, ooh! Like, you know when you're you're playing video games at poor poor uh, frame rate? That's kind of what it looked like. It's like she was there and then suddenly she's over, she's, you know, dropping the other fool on her back. You know, it's like, wow, okay. Uh, there was a fun Mayu spot where Iroha whips Hazuki into the ropes and Mayu grabs uh, Hazuki, you know, sort of like, um, I'm going to keep you here. But Iroha already had a jump plan. So Iroha jumps, like completely whiffs the jump because Mayu misread or wanted to do, wanted to do something nice, like hold on to their opponents so Iroha could come in and strike or whatever. A very Mayu thing to do. She was tripping all over the, <laughs> tripping all over the, the, uh, the, uh, the equipment heading back after. Yeah, it's all very, very Mayu stuff. Hazuki does a great dive. There's a brain buster by Mayu as well. Crucifix bomb by Mayu and a moonsault gets the win. And uh, Momo didn't do much because at some point she sort of retired herself from the match. She's sort of like, nah, I'm good. Because she's edgy. She's edgy. Angsty teens let the others fight. <laughs> it was a fun time. It was a, it was a fun match. And here's the th- so now we get to the let's call them co-main events just for the sake of because at this point like I told you the pacing of the the pacing of this ma- of this card is just fantastic you've got the first the first few matches you know the future of Stardom match the artist of Stardom nice fun things you get excited about it the high speed championship great stuff Starlight Kid it's a blast Azumi's great too don't get me wrong then you get and it sort of builds to Julian Konami, which is fa- a fan, just a great match. Then you get the 10-year anniversary match, which is sort of, you know, just a little lighter, a little more fun, no real stakes, so on and so forth. So sort of, you know, a nice buffer match, a lot of fun, good stuff happening. But then we get back into the serious shit here, where Saya Kamitani defeats Tom Nakano to become the new Wonder of Stardom champion what a great fucking match this was they had a a, a a fantastic feeling out period to begin with then nakano locks in a hanging dragon sleeper in the corner and then as as she has it she just dumps saya onto the floor followed by a great crossbody saya a little later on does a springboard splash to the floor and like everyone's like checking on nakano and i, I myself so many people like checking on her did she, did, is she is she okay and she was doing either they were doing a real even the ref was there i was kind of worried it's like oh okay are we pulling the plug on this but no she was fine it, trust me she was fine because not too long after that nakano was doing a hurricane run off the apron kind of thing so it's, we're good and, and, and i mean just big moves spectacular stuff and avalanche poison rana avalanche butterfly suplex nakano hits a dragon suplex and then the twilight dream into the bridge which is i think is her finisher but she overshoots it purposefully like, so that Saya's legs fall into the ropes. So she's holding the bridge to get the, to get the cat. But the referee's like, nah, feet in the ropes. And I'm like, fantastic shit. That was such a beautifully executed spot. Just great, great stuff. She hits her finisher, but she fucked up. And that was her mistake. Saya rolls into a, a schoolboy transitions into a fisherman buster and i think waka was calling it a a schoolboy suplex <coughs> which made me laugh 
Um, and uh, and she hits a Phoenix Splash for the win. Just a fantastic, fantastic match. What and something like on any other card, right? Had this been the main event of any other show, it'd be like, fantastic, great show, everyone, fantastic main event, let's go home. But no. No. We get the big rematch. We get the big fucking rematch here. That's right. We get Utami... Hayashishta versus Shiri for the uh, World of Stardom Championship and the SWA Undisputed World Women's Championship, which is currently held by Shiri. Both titles were on the line. The context here, of course, is that earlier this year, right? Uh, uh, Hayashishta and Shiri just uh, broke a barrier. Should we say that as far as Joshi goes? Where they had a, a transcendent match. I've used transcendent twice in this podcast today. Shall I go for three? Stay tuned to find out. And a match that broke borders into people who never watch Joshi, not, not particularly interested, had a, a clear-cut match of the year in a 43-minute draw, right, at uh, Oda Ward. And every, it, to a point that everyone was ecstatic for their eventual rematch. And it was going to be one of the biggest in stardom history. Uh, they had they did face off in this year's Grand Prix, which is essentially the, 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 the G1 in stardom. But that went to a draw. If memory serves me right. JPQ, if you're here, you can maybe confirm uh, and, uh, and, you know, people were like, oh, wasn't that great? It wasn't that great. But I, you know, I think that they were just not, they weren't giving us the match until it was time for the match. And that, and it was time for the match because that's what we got. They started striking so early on each other and the power moves came fast, really, really quickly because it's, you got you got Utami, uh, you got Shiri doing le- guillotine leg drops on the apron. You've got uh, Utami, Bossman slamming Shiri on the floor. Utami wants to get rid of Shiri quickly. That's that's the story here. Uh, uh, and and but then quickly you realize like Shiri wants she's not messing around either. She does a hurricane run off the apron. So neither woman here is looking to go for the time limit. They want to finish the other one off as fast as possible. They're trading German, release Germans on each other and just brutally just laying into each other. Shiri with big open palm strikes. Utami hits an air raid crash off the apron. And Shiri's legs went fucking bonkers on the side of the apron. It was crazy. Shiri does my favorite spot. Shiri does this Kimura on the uh, on the on the top rope. She does a Kimura takedown of of Utami off the top rope and transitions into a stretch muffler, which Utami struggles to get out of. Just a fantastic spot. 
got shivers still thinking about it. Shiri tries a figure four, can't put Itami away. There's more strikes. There's more violence. Shiri starts getting some hamstring kicks in. You know, figure four, kicking the hamstrings. Oh, she's working the legs. Utami goes for uh, the BT bomb, which is, um, uh, I guess you'd call it a a sit-out crucifix powerbomb. How about that? But she collapses under the weight of the move because, because her legs... Because Atami's been working the legs. And not Atami, Shiri's been working the legs. So she can't get the pin on time. So the match is still going. Shiri does this ripcord kick, running Lariat by by Utami. They both fall. No one's staying down. They're trying. But no one is staying down. There's another BT bomb by Utami, but it's countered into an STO. And that's that's the end of the match. This is where, where the disaster happens. Shiri then hits an Emerald Flosin and she gets the win with a one-winged angel side slam. Like she has Utami in the, the, the electric chair position and she brings her down, kind of like what, uh, 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 what's-his-face does. and But instead of pile like driving her between her legs in a sit-down position she side slams her gets the win utami's dead shiri is your new world of stardom champion fantastic stuff fantastic match and i tweeted out once this was done i was like shout out to everyone who's already compiled and released their match of the year lists. Anyway, those who care about, you know, stuff other than maybe just WWE, maybe. Um, Because it was incredible. One of the best matches I've seen this year. Absolutely. 100%. Absolutely 100%. Go watch this match. Unquestionably. If you want to spill the bucks for the entire pay-per-view, it's what, like 40 bucks US, something like that, or 40 bucks Canadian? I don't remember. I just spent the money. I Look, big bucks haze here. Just, yeah, there you go. I don't, I don't know what I, how much I spend. I just spend. <laughs> I, don't, I just don't remember. <laughs> I just don't remember what I... Um, the uh, if you if you want to splurge for the whole pay per view the rewatch absolutely do it absolutely do it it's it's a it's one of the best top to bottom pay per views you're going to watch this year no doubt but this match is a must it's you know what I would even go as far as to say both of the top matches here the Wonder of Stardom Championship Saya versus uh, Saya Kamitani versus Tom Nakano and uh, Utami Hayashishta versus Shiri. They're both, they're both must-see matches in, 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 in both cases. It's fantastic stuff. Yes, that's right. That's me, Big Bucks Hayes, manager of the HFO. The Hayes. Not Hardy. Hardy. Matt who? Want to say hello to the world-renowned historian. Nice to see you. Welcome to the chat. Good show. Fantastic show. Please go check it out. Hey, did you leave a like on this video? Have you already? Because I'd appreciate it if you did. 
because it helps me out on YouTube a lot. Do you want to subscribe? I can keep working for your subscription. Don't get me wrong. I like to think that I work for your subscriptions and that uh, uh, that I made I made you that 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 I I deserve. Hang on, what am I trying to say? <laughs> I like to think that I work for your subscription. That I, that that I, I, you know you, I'm not just begging for them and and that you give me the subscription because you feel like I'm worth it. That's what I'm trying to say. So uh, hopefully, hopefully, uh, I'll keep working for it and maybe get it. That'd be great. And also become a member if you if you want. And then you join us after the show. We're going to be talking about wrestling New Year's resolutions. Let's go do that. I want to say hello to Mike M. Uh, y'all missed the, the Tony Storm talk earlier on. Poor Tony. Well, not poor Tony. Well, poor Tony because she was... Criminally misused. Ah, I'm not getting into it again. Let's talk some AEW. Because AEW produced some some discourse this week, didn't it? Going back to Friday on Rampage. And then last night on Dynamite. Mm. Mm. I'm feeling good. Let's go back to last Friday, last Saturday. One more, no, the last Saturday. Rampage, the Christmas Eve, the Christmas uh, special. So I don't know if you heard, but Hook had a match last Saturday. Did you hear? And uh, did you hear about the quality of the match? Did you hear about? Uh, did you hear about uh, the, you know how, you know how again Hook pulled off some fantastic moves, showed off his strengths? Is it, no, no, probably not. You probably you probably didn't. Yes, I have to stay hydrated. But no, you probably didn't hear about um, our boy Hook and his, the the prowess in the match because y'all probably just heard about uh, Hook no selling a move. That's probably all you heard about. Am I wrong? He no sells a pile driver, and you know what? Here's the thing: I w- he didn't all the way. He didn't no sell a pile driver in the way that a lot of people would like you to think that he no sold the pile driver. He didn't like eat the pile driver, then jump right up to his feet. He rolled around. He and then he rolled back up onto his feet. Now, you may be like, Warren, you're stretching it. Sure. But don't get lost in the discourse. It wasn't like him automatically popping back up to his feet and being like, whoa, nothing happened. And you know what? Here's my contribution to the discourse. All right? Here's my, here's my, here's my, I guess people don't like fun. That's all. I think people just don't like fun. I think there's a legitimate subset of of wrestling fans who just don't like fun things. Who don't like to cheer. Don't like to be surprised. Don't like to go, oh! And especially don't like it when other people are enjoying something that they don't like. I think that's... I think that that's the only conceivable reason. And he's wrestling Bear Bronson. Folks, 
Bear Bronson is a jabroni in AEW lore. Here's here's something that maybe it's we're going to try and wrap our minds around a concept that we've talked about before, but let's do it again. I think it's good for a refresher. In 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 AEW there are there is a cast system. There are or as some people like to say lanes. Let's call them lanes. There are lanes. And there you you've got your tippy top people, you've got the, the the main eventers, you've got the upper mid card, the uh, the 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 the, the mid card, the lower mid card, and then you have the rest, the jabrones, all right? And that it does exist and it is enforced and you can see it plain as day in how they book things in AEW. If Hook, who they are positioning at the moment as a lower card guy, which is fine, by the way. You know, you work your way up, that's fine. But he is a lower card guy against Bear Bronson, who, you know, is a, a you know, a part of a tag team. He's a, he's a tag team guy, first and foremost. Second of all, who appears on Dark and has a losing record. That, to me, is a jabron. So if Hook comes in and tosses a jabron around, I'm like, it's cool. That's fine. That's exactly what he's supposed to be doing. He's supposed to be better than the under than the the the, the prelim guy, than the, the 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 curtain jerker, than the jabroni. Plus, on top of that, he's a tag team specialist. Tag team specialists in singles matches should lose their matches, just like two singles guys who are in a tag team against an established tag team should lose. Because the established tag team are tag team specialists, professionals. So it all makes perfect sense. That hook is like, nah, nah. let them get up. Let the people cheer. Let them get excited. God forbid we'd have something exciting that's organic and that the audience can get behind and that the company is ready to get behind. You know, not... That 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 we're not going to live through another uh, fucking Matt Cardona situation. What the what, what Zach Ryder situation where he's getting over, but then the company says, "Bro, you're gonna have to dial it back because we're not pushing you." It, like, what is it we're supposed to want from wrestling? Get excited about it, right? We're supposed to watch things and be like, "Christ, this is fun." And then when the company does, the promotion does what makes you excited, you're supposed to be like, damn, this is fun. You're supposed to feel excited. Why would you go around saying, enjoy it. God damn it. I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> like, there's nothing wrong with it. And just the fact that I'm sitting here talking about Bear Bronson being an undercard guy that, you know, he should be losing and he's a singles guy. He's a tag team's guy in a singles match. I'm already overthinking it. <laughs> I'm already overthinking it. Hook is a, a legitimate indie internet darling. People love him. He gets huge reactions. He comes to the ring. He tosses fools around. People cheer. He's the most organic babyface I've seen be created in in a while. Why not lean into that? If he's if he's fucking no selling fucking John Moxley, let's have another discussion. But he's no selling an under guy, a jabroni, a guy who isn't even on the fucking roster. My God, people. 
And no one's talking about that fucking great hammerlock northern light suplex that he did on uh, uh, on uh, on Bear Bronson, who is what 120 pounds, 150 pounds heavier. No, they're not going to talk about that that sweet sweet side clutch suplex that he did either. No, of course not. Hook should not be throwing a bigger man around. That is unbelievable to me. Fuck off. Sting made a career no-selling Ric Flair's chops. He made a career no-selling Ric Flair's chops. Hulk Hogan made a career having bursts of no-selling energy. Come on. Y'all get hung up on the weirdest shit. And this is, honestly, this is internet gift culture that creates these things. I'm going to have another example for you when we're going to talk about Jade Cargill. We see snippets of things and then it suddenly becomes like this, this focus and truth on this is what we're talking about. But in the entire, you watch the entire hook match and you're like, this is great. They're building a new star. They're making them look like a million bucks like they should. Instead of, Debuting a new star and having him lose on his first night out and his second night out and his third night out. Having him lose in his hometown. So many people have lost the plot because of how a certain other company that's been a monopoly on on professional wrestling on television for two decades has done things. People are suddenly like, oh, but you can't be doing this this way. I say, and I've been saying, I say, do things differently. Do it differently don't do it the same way try other things make us experience other things some of us are craving for new stuff to get behind hook is fantastic fantastic what they're doing with him can he hang for 10 12 15 minutes we'll eventually find out but what they're doing right now it's amazing and i wish i honestly wish more ra- more that there were more matches like this to build the stars that you want. I wish WWE would have done that with Tony Storm. I wish they would have done that with uh, 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 Liv Morgan. I wish they would have done that with Edge and Miz leading up to their matches. Just have them squash people. It's when you tell stories in the ring that it's ma- that it matters. The, the the talk the talk is anticipation, but that's not where it matters. And I see, and you know what? Here's the final thing. I can tell. I can absolutely tell. I'm starting to get pretty good at it. When I find, finding out that people haven't been watching wrestling before 2017. Because if anyone had seen Taz wrestle in ECW's heyday, they would have fucking hated the guy. They would have absolutely hated him. Small guy, small, he's, Taz is short and he's throwing fools around. His nickname was the suplex machine. I don't know what to tell you. Joe Poulain Jr., nice to see you, sir. Welcome to the chat. Didn't think I was going to get that heated about it. 
it's like in, in, enjoy the goddamn thing. Just have fun. Have fun, people. Remember that? Remember fun? Mm. And here's something. In all this goddamn discourse, and especially in related to the Cody thing after that I'm going to talk about, no one, or I haven't seen anyone sing the praises of Statlander versus Layla Hirsch on Friday. Because I thought it was a very good television match. Very, very good. Layla did that great. She does this great pick and roll into a pinning combination, which just blows my mind every time. She always surprises me with it. And it's great. And she's working over the taller uh, Statlander with Juji Katami's, just stretching the hell out of her arm. Statlander does a reverse body slam. And Taz noted it too. He said, geez, I hadn't seen that in a while. And I hadn't seen that in a while either. And she ends the match with the spider crab. Can we mention, I have I talked about this before? How great of a finisher the spider crab is for Statlander. Her, her thing being an alien and getting the finisher that has the weirdest fucking setup in all of wrestling. It just works for her. It's great. Like, this was legitimately a good match. I, I didn't watch it on the 25th because I was celebrating Christmas with my family, but when I watched it later, I was like, why is nobody talking about this? Oh, because of hook no selling and because of Cody. You stupid fucks. This is the discourse that we're having instead of, ha instead of talking about this great women's match that AEW gave us. Two great women that were able to pull out uh, something... Fantastic. Out of nowhere, random rampage. And I'm like, give us more. I want more of Layla and Statlander. I want more of this. And he, the thing here, and this, and as I was watching this match, I was saying to myself, there is no more reason for AEW to give us subpar women's matches moving forward they have too much talent that are just able to pull out great matches at any given moment these two rosa soho uh, uh brit hater deeb sheeta i'm forgetting people i'm sure but these are all extraordinarily talented women that should be that 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 should be giving us great Ty, just great match after great match consistently. And these are the women that AEW should be focusing on instead of others. But this is it. I was looking at this, this, this rules. And there were no real stakes to it outside of the fact that they were talking about, the, well, you know, this, this may have title implications because... Uh, the ratings reset at the new year, except for the top five. So I'm like, oh, okay, cool. So if someone breaks into the top five, then their their position is saved for the new year. That's cool. Uh, so it did give a little stake. Now they're adding some personal stakes where Layla Hurst is like, I'm not shaking your hand, Staffinder. Fuck you. Or whatever you say in Russian. How do you say fuck you in Russian? Hey, Google, how do you say fuck you in Russian? Raise volume to nine. 
No, I didn't ask you to translate Ray's volume to nine. <laughs> I asked it. Hang on. No, stop, stop, stop. Google, cancel, cancel. Can- we'll figure this out. Stop Google. Hey, Google, raise volume to eight. There we go. Hey, Google, how do you say fuck you in Russian? In Russian, that's special. What else should I translate? Nothing, thank you. Um, okay, I'll stop translating. Appreciate it. So, so, <laughs> I'm going to develop a, I'm going to develop a, a, a feud with my, with my Google, with my Google account. Um, so okay, so that's probably what Layla said. What what that was too long a bit for what it was worth. Anyway, <laughs> uh, what are we talking about? Okay, so yeah, I mean, listen, there's no reason there's no reason for AEW to not be putting on great women's matches anymore. There really isn't. There really isn't. And and I honestly hope they pick up Tony Storm. I really do. I I really hope they pick up Tony Storm. Cody Rhodes is a three-time, three-time, three-time TNT champion, defeating Samuel Guevara uh, f- to to reclaim the title. I like this match. Sammy fought this match with urgency, and you got to appreciate that. I don't like I don't like title matches that don't feel important. And Sammy made this match feel important to him. He straight out the gate went straight for Cody. Uh, hitting power moves and the Dustin the Dustin flat back punch, great stuff. You know, it, you know, just completely warbled old Cody. He had to hit the bricks and to 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 recenter himself, refine his chi, I guess. Sammy was in control until Cody decided working the arm on the floor. Uh, Sammy hits a crossroads and a huge four fifty springboard four fifty on top of that to the floor. He hits a crossroads and a... Uh, well, that, I just said that. Cody power bombs them onto um, onto some plants in the audience, in the front row. And I'm not like... Not like the vegetables. Like actual... Like people pretending to be audience members is what I mean. Uh, a first crossroads by Cody doesn't put him away. A GTH by Sammy doesn't put Cody away. But a pair of crossroads... And a Tiger Driver 98 by your boy Cody does the trick. Um, I mean, here's the thing. Look. Okay, I'm trying to to collect my two talking... Because there's really two talking points here. And the first one is, I don't think there's a better time to put the TNT title on Cody than it is right now. I, I I really I really believe that this is an ideal moment to do it because right now Cody is despised. He's loathed. People don't like him. And regardless of people, we still love you, Cody. No, you don't. No, you don't. The voices are very, very clear and loud. Cody gets booed and they're leaning into it. And I appreciate it. And I think that's what they should. That's what, look, here, what's the, what is the opposite thing you should be doing? No, I'm a baby face. You're going to love me. That worked, that works really well in another wrestling company 
that uh, that that we all know about, right? I it doesn't bother me, and I think it's great. And and the fact that the thing here is that Cody is a fan made heel. He got the people to turn on him, despite the fact that he probably didn't want. And I I will still go to that that one promo that he did, the one where he. You know, he talks about his multiracial baby and whatnot, you know. From that point on, I think a lot of people flipped on him and was like, this guy's full of it. He's not on our side. And he never was on our side. And he never was. He he never was Dusty. He never wanted to be Dusty. Dusty came out in fucking overalls and, and you know, uh, T-shirts and, and, and uh, um, um uh, 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 flannel shirts and jeans and Cody was an everyman. Uh, not Cody, but Dusty was an everyman. Cody wears suits and expensive shoes. He's perfectly well groomed. You know, he looks like he looks. He's handsome. He looks like a million bucks. He's got a chiseled jaw. Dusty is the complete opposite. Cody was never meant to be. You know, the next coming of the roads of Dusty. That's he. He always played above us. He's always been above the fan. He He's not relatable. And he's not supposed to be relatable. He doesn't want to be relatable. Brandy's not relatable. No one in the Rhodes character world is in the Cody versus relatable. And that's fine. And they're leaning into it. And they're like, okay, let's do it. The, the, the promo that he put out on social media earlier this week where he's talking about how you know he he's you know he's he's rich he's got NFL player money on a wrestler salary and he buries his mother for telling him that he sh- he should have never left WWE like just great stuff i love it i absolutely love it fine by me and if you even remotely listen to this podcast in the past, you know that I think that Cody Rhodes gets a very, very bad rep from online fans. It's all about Cody. It's not all about Cody. Cody has made more stars in this company. He has given jobs to people off of matches that he had with them. Ricky Starks, Eddie Kingston, just off the top of my head. He made Darby Allen. Not gonna come. He made Brody Lee into the Brody Lee we remember him as. Just it boggles my mind. So Cody's like, fine, you wanna hate me? Let's let you wanna hate me? LFG. And I respect that. I respect that in the context of a professional wrestling setup where you're supposed to listen to the fans. You're supposed to readjust things as you go along. And AEW continues to have a good track record with that. Hangman Page, his first babyface one wasn't wasn't working out. Pivot, let's try something else. Made him into a star. Nightmare Collective was shit. Hit the bricks. The Dark Order version 1.0. Remember that? The first Dark Order with the fucking goobers and the chair and all that that didn't work let's retool it Cody no one wants to ambiguous babyface Cody I'm down with that 
It works. Now the problem, now the th- the other talking point in regards to this is the uh, is the Sammy Guevara <clears throat> uh, championship run here, which I think uh, is the is the biggest uh, uh, casualty uh, is the biggest casualty of this uh, of the um, of this thing here of, of of Cody taking the title off of him at this stage because I don't think. I don't think uh, Sammy had that great a run. He defeated, okay, defeating Miro, big deal, but I feel they never really capitalized on it. Bobby Fish, like out the gate, like immediately as Bobby Fish comes in without any bit. All right. Ethan Page, I, I thought it was a good, I remember the match. I thought it was good, but I feel that this was program worthy. They could have done something with that. Then he defeated Jay Lethal. He defeated Tony Nese. Like no one where you can say big win for Sammy as champion. Plus, as he was champion, he was embroiled in this fucking inner circle American top team shit, which completely eclipsed him. It's still one of my well, I, I, it was on my naughty list last last week. Well, most of Chris Jericho's angles this year were on my naughty list. Uh, you can watch that later if you want. Not right now because I'm, you know, doing this live. <laughs> but you can watch it later or listen to it later. Um, the uh, but Sammy was lost in the shuffle here, like everyone else in this angle, outside of. Chris Jericho and Dan Lambert, who are the only two people who rose to the occasion. And I still don't think Scorpio Sky or Ethan Page are, are, are winning with this association. I really don't. And it's a shame because Sammy's fantastic. And I think that, and I think that with all the talk about, you know, oh, the pillars of AEW and blah, 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 you know, all that shit. I think he absolutely, 100%, needs to be, uh, should have been treated with a better title run than what he got. I really do. I th- Right now, well, let's see. Let, let, let me go see the TNT. Let me just pull down the list here because this is unexpected. Because I, okay, so we, so Cody, uh, Cody three times. Cody's had, like I said, like Cody as a TNT champion was fantastic. I think he, you know, the, the, especially his first run when he was doing the, the, the weekly challenge, bringing in independent workers, you know, to, 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 to do, to do the stuff, you know, um, like we said, Ricky Starks, Eddie Kingston, Warhorse, let's not forget that. You know, he had a, it was a good dynamic run. I liked it. Brody Lee, Brody Lee, that was the, that was the, 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 that was the moment that made him, right? He defeated Dustin and Orange Cassidy. Like, those are some big fucking names in the company. Darby had a good run. Yeah. 
Miro was Miro defeated so many people. He had one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight successful defenses, including Eddie Kingston, Lance Archer. Maybe not the most fantastic rogues gallery of of of, of opponents, but lots of defenses. Of course, the Fuego defense, defenses, Brian Pillman Jr. I really think Sammy Sammy's TNT title run is the most underwhelming of the TNT champions uh, at that point uh, to this point. I really do. It's a shame he's supposed to be one of these f- infamous four pillars, right? Which is something I'm I'm kind of sick of hearing about. <laughs> Between you and I, the four pillars. All right, all right, all right, all right. You made your ugly ass T-shirt. Be sold on P- pro wrestling tees. Oi, Pluggo. Welcome to the chat, man. Let's talk about Dynamite last night. First and foremost, good to see Jim Ross uh, back in the saddle. Uh, finished his treatments. I hope uh, it staves away whatever uh, whatever was uh, was after. Well, we know it's cancer, but you know, I I hope it staves it off. I hope he's good. Glad to see him back in the in the saddle so soon. Uh, fantastic. Good on him. Congratulations. Um, glad. I, I really hope he did beat it. I really do. Uh, let's go through some talking points. The stuff that I really want to talk about. The um, well, first of all, the the main event, the six man tag match between Adam Cole, Bobby Fish, and Kyle O'Reilly versus the uh, the best friends, Chuck Taylor, Trent Barrett, and Orange Cassidy. Um, I I thought this was a very fun main event. I thought it was. Uh, I, I I thought it was I, I thought it was good. I thought it, well worked throughout. Good stuff, not lost in chaos. You know, it, instead it was it provided a showcase, right? Specifically for Red Dragon, who have their own entrance, and there is actually a Red Dragon. There is actually uh, on the the what did we call it? The Tony Tron. That is that what I baptized? I forget what I christened it last week. It's not a Titan Tron in AEW. Was it the Tony Tron or the Contron? Okay, we're gonna settle this. Chat, you're gonna finish this up. We're gonna. I'm gonna pull up a poll. Live chat is gonna decide this. What should the the big screen in AW be called? The Tony Tron or the Con Tron? All right, chat, you're going to settle this. You're going to settle this. Oh, and hello there, Kristen Ashley, the first lady of the Mr. Warren Hayes show. Yeah. Kristen is uh, going to be on a live radio station in a few minutes to talk about stardom. Isn't that great? Live. Do y'all remember radio? (laughs) Thank you for dropping in, darling. So, um, so okay. So we're gonna let the poll run, and no, we're not calling it the Elite Tron. That doesn't quite roll off the tongue. Elite Tron, Elite Tron. Leave your branding to me. 
Leave the branding to me. Um, so, what was I talking about? The Red Dragon. It doesn't even matter. So, uh, so this was a showcase, basically, for, for the Red Dragon boys, essentially, to show us that they're back in the mix and the, you know, so on and so forth. Now, the interesting thing here, earlier in the evening, for all of you who were worried that Adam Cole and, and, and Kyle O'Reilly had kissed and made up, they didn't. They haven't. You know, they, they're still... They're still doing the thing. Again, AEW's lore is the lore of wrestling, and they prove it here. Because they had a little confrontation earlier on, just, you know, Kyle O'Reilly and 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 uh and and uh, uh, uh Adam Cole. And Kyle O'Reilly was like, you know, brother, you know, I know things are still messed up between us, but factions are how you survive here in AEW, something like that. Like it was a little it was a little corny, not gonna lie. But still that's that was that's the thing like Kyle O'Reilly comes in and he's like look I need friends this is how it works here we need friends and the three of us were super friends that's not what he said but that's what he should have said um so this bled into this match here because he's like Adam Cole do you have my back and during the match Kyle O'Reilly accidentally kicks Adam Cole in the jaw off of the uh, off of the apron, and it's an accident. But of course, this is how this is how conflicts begin in wrestling, right? No, it was an accident. Are you sure? I'm not sure. No, brother, we could talk it out, and I can tell you that. Mm, you know, it's that kind of stuff. So we um, so we get to the um, so we get to the point where uh, where the match is about to. Uh, well, there's what's his name? Uh, the, the dweeb. Um, um, Cutler, Brandon Cutler, he runs to the ring, and and he starts you know causing a distraction for for Trent and uh, uh, Trent and Chucky T, which then allows the young Bucks, who seem to be a little miffed at the presence of Kyle O'Reilly and and uh, uh, Bobby Fish, come in and they super kick the best friends to allow Kyle O'Reilly and Fish to get the win, and then they console. Adam Cole, they being the young bucks, and like, look, look, we did that. We went and we super kicked because your boys are, you know. So, and Adam Cole walks away with the young bucks, and he's like, I don't, yeah, yeah, I don't know, man, I don't know. So, we're getting Adam Cole in in a love triangle between Red Dragon and the young bucks. I fucking love it. Now, to all you dopes out there saying that. Adam Cole is a bust in AEW, right? Because you know there are people out there who are saying that Adam Cole's AEW stint is a failure. Uh, let me present unto ye Adam Cole being treated as a prize <laughs> in AEW. Right now, the Young Bucks and Red Dragon will be vying for Adam Cole's affections. Whoever, who, you know, he's a prize. To be one. And there you go. I, case closed. <laughs> Cole on a pole. <laughs> Custody of Adam Cole. Cole on a pole. <laughs> it's funny. Anyway, I, I, nice little wrinkle. But you know what I hope? This is what I'm crossing my finger. I don't want the Young Bucks to turn babyface. 
I like the Young Bucks. I, I love the Young Bucks heel work. I think these guys are natural heels. Please, 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 please let them stay as heels. Have you voted yet? Should we call it a Contron or a Tony Tron? Let's keep it open for a couple of minutes more and then I'll shut it down. I want to say hello to Kyle Ierson. Kyle, how are you? And thank you. Happy New Year to you too. The AEW TBS title tournament semifinals happened with Jade Cargill defeating Thunder Rosa. Uh, can we be honest with each other? I think we can. Why not? This was not great. It was not great. And it's a shame because I saw Thunder Rosa working as hard as she could to get something going here. Working the leg, that was a great story. Makes sense. You take the base out of the big power house and it all makes sense. It's it's a wrestling story as old as time, but it's good. It's fine. I'm okay with it. It's logical. It's good psychology. It makes sense. They had this whole really weird sequence outside on the floor, but it was just like on one side of the ring. It felt a little off. This is... I feel like I have to reiterate this every time. Like I have to preface this every time before I talk about Jade. I like Jade Cargill. I think she has... She has the... She has the look. She has the natural charisma. She has... She has that energy that will make her a star in AEW. That I have, I have no doubt about that. No doubt at all, man. But what they want, and this is what I've been saying for so long at this point, is that what they want her to be at this point in her wrestling career is not it. It's not it. They 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 had her go ten plus minutes with Red Velvet a couple of weeks ago. Red Velvet, a wrestler who has proven to have good chemistry with Jade, to be able to play to Jade's strengths. They work very well together, both of them. They really do. They went ten plus minutes and it dragged, man. She's not Ooh, ready yeah. for what they want her to be at this point. And she's a good project. I think she's interesting. But they want her to be like this star that they can clasp on to. And while she's got... Look, charisma can take you a long way in wrestling. Don't get me wrong. It's something I believe in. You know, there's wrestlers whose entire careers were, were, were 100% built uh, on that, right? Um... But uh, she's 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 just not ready for that spot. She's got, and here's the thing: is then then after you'll see the gif of her doing that bicycle kick that she does, which is phenomenal. And I've talked about this before. She should own that bicycle kick. She should call it the bitch sickle kick. 
she really should. It should be her thing, like a transitional, like Kenny Omega has V-triggers, right? Uh, Jade Cargill has bitch cycle kicks. If I can pronounce it, it'll be fine. She should 100% own it because they're fantastic. So you see that and everyone freaks out and they go, whoa, that's amazing. It's a reverse hook situation, right? Where hook, you see the one thing that gets everyone angry. You get, and here you have the one thing that makes everyone pop. But you, to get a proper match, you got to be able, you got to be able to string some moves together. You got to be able to tell a story. You got to be able to make your fight look like a fight. And this wasn't it. And I called it. She, she, she defeated Thunder Rosa. My brackets for the tournament so far have been one hundred percent. I'm batting one thousand at this point. No sweat. And I'm telling you, they're putting the strap on Jade. If I were the booker, if I had been booking this, and my original plan is that I penciled in Jade to win, if that was my original plan, I would have, off of the Red Velvet Jade match from a couple of weeks ago, I would have changed the outcome. I would have been like, look, I would have had to sit down with Jane, like, look, we'll get you to the finals or we'll get you this the semifinals, but look, honestly, there's still work to be done. We'll get there, but just right, not right now. Change the plans. And that's fine. And AEW has done that in the past. Because I still think she's winning. And maybe that, maybe Ruby Soho will win next week, but. If I look at the booking pattern and I look how they've been setting this up, Jade uh, Jade winning her matches, and in the meantime, the weeks that she's not competing in the tournament, they've been having her, either on Dynamite or on Rampage, they've been having her have squash matches. And that's the indicator to me that they are establishing this woman as a force to be reckoned with as a complete animal, a beast, that will destroy anything and anyone, so that when you do get to the title, to the finals, and she's like, get Ruby Soho, you're like, well, you know, Jade is an immovable force. She's She could crush Ruby in a, in a... That's what the booking tells me. That they're setting her up. They're, they haven't been giving Ruby Soho squash matches in the meantime. They haven't been giving Thunder Rosa squash matches in the meantime. But they have for Jade. They like Jade. They want Jade. They want the Jade experiment to work. They want to push her as a star. I'm telling you. A lot of people are like, ah, Ruby's going to win. I'm not so sure. I am not convinced. I am still sticking with Jade Cargill as the winner of the TBS title tournament. They like her too much. They really do. They really like her too much. Well, not too much. There's a lot. Sorry. They like her a lot and it shows is what I'm trying to say. Because there's a lot to like about Jade. But her in-ring work isn't quite there yet. And in a company where your your work rate does come across on television because you've got fantastic work rate people in your company, it's a weird decision. But now let's let's get to the really exciting part. 
to the really exciting part. Mercedes Martinez runs in to beat the shit out of Thunder Rosa. Mercedes Martinez is in AEW and your boy could not be happier. She even got the fucking graphic off of Tony Khan's Twitter account. Mercedes Martinez signed to AEW. It, I popped. Are you kidding me? I jumped out of my chair. Kristen Ashley can attest to this. I, huge. This should come as no surprise to anyone who listens to the show. I am a huge Mercedes Martinez fan. Huge. Having having had the opportunity to interview her a couple of months ago was a, a, a bucket list moment for your boy. And she was so gracious and talked to me for 15 minutes. My mother doesn't even talk to me for 15 minutes. She talked to me for 55 plus minutes. And on top, like a, tr- a legend, a woman who has broken down barriers, who was wrestling, who was doing women's wrestling when... Uh, on television, they were having women strip down to their bra and panties and fight in fucking mud and do uh, diva searches and all that bullshit. A true-to-form trailblazer, a woman who knows her way around the business, and you've got someone else in that backstage area who was there to train a company, whatever you want to call it, uh, push forward, produce, work with the women's division. To make them even more kick-ass than they were. Or that they're becoming. This is what I was saying earlier when the, the, the women's division has momentum. Has tons of momentum. Now, if they were to pick up Tony Storm, you'd have such a wonderful, a wonderful uh, solar system of planetoid women of great wrestling ability. That analogy started off really, really nice in my head and it just turned to shit. What am I? I don't know. But they were. Listen, listen, listen. You've got Emi Sakura. You've got Serena Deeb. Deeb even confirmed earlier, was it this week or whatever, that she's got, she works as a producer. She works as a producer on uh, uh, training women. So that's dope. Emmy has been training women for two decades at this point. You add Mercedes in there. Plus you've got Dustin. Plus you've got Bobby Fish. It's amazing. I was so happy and so happy for her to be in a place that that won't overthink how can we get Mercedes Martinez over. Maybe if uh, we make her put on retribution mask and call her reckoning or whatever the fuck she was supposed to be called. In the interview, by the way, belltobells.com, no, sorry, youtube.com slash belltobells. The interview is there. Go check it out because it's a really solid interview and she spills the beans on why she wasn't uh, she talks about on why she wasn't signed with AEW after All Out 2019. But we talk about the mask, the retribution stuff. And she and she was very upfront about it. And she says, you know, they, they, they come to me and they say, this is your gimmick. This is what you're going to be doing, right? The, this is what they're going to be doing. 
Uh, and uh, and here's your mask. And she says, I can't wrestle with a mask. I have asthma. I cannot wrestle with a mask. I can wear a mask to the ring, but you cannot make me wrestle with a mask. They, they don't even go and they're like, no, here's your mask. She's like, I can't wrestle with this shit. That's not what she she said. She She's a much classier act than I. <laughs> Mercedes is great. And I'm so happy. That really made my week. And the and I don't remember who who we were talking about this, but I think this is the feud that will eventually lead Thunder Rosa to Brit. But this is going to be this is going to be the the buffer feud because I think they're going to save Brit and Rosa for double or nothing, and that makes a lot of sense to me. I think in the meantime. Uh, a feud with Thunder Rosa and Mercedes Martinez. Are you fucking kidding me? This is... Bring it on! Uh, other stuff that happened on the uh, on Dynamite, the Wardlow squashes continue. You see, you see when you do, you want to build a star, and you do squash matches, you do something fun, he power bombs people multiple times. Look, everyone's excited for the Wardlow turn. Everyone's excited for it. We know what's happening. It's plain as day. We're just excited for it at this point. Wrestling, wrestling, booking wrestling is not easy, but it can be, you can overthink it. You absolutely 100% can. And, and you know the eventual match is going to happen with Wardlow and Spears, right? Sean Spears, you, you know that's going to happen. And I really hope Wardlow power bombs in ten times, and he and he and he does this. I really hope he does. Awkward promo of the night goes to Brian Pillman Jr. Oh, like outside outside of you know. My personal thoughts on Brian Pillman Jr. and then don't necessarily have anything to do with what he can do in the ring. You know, God bless him for being the son of Brian Pillman, a guy who is universally beloved, beloved by um, everyone backstage. Because he is a he is in he's average in everything he's not a standout if that guy's name was um winston burlap and was coming up on the indies people would not notice him they really would not he's an average wrestler with very average charisma very average promo skills like he's 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 fine he's he's okay you know and this has nothing to do with the tragedy of that that is his his family's existence which is nuts and well documented i'm sure you've all seen the the dark side of the the ring thing but you know Just an awkward promo and an awkward, an awkward 
disappearance from Alistair, uh, Malachi Black. There's a vroom. And then the lights come back on and he's walking up the tunnel. <laughs> okay. All right. Um, do I have to talk about the Dan, La- the Dan Lambert promo? Do I have to? I think, I, look. I am on the side of people that enjoy Dan Lambert's work. I think he's entertaining. I love the things he says. He's literally the AEW hater on the internet. You know, he really, really is. Um, you know, uh, he says Cody never made it in the business until he became the pet project of Tony Khan. That relationship helped Cody skip the line to title shots. I fucking love it. it says AEW fans are idiots. Then he does, he does a stripper reference talking about Brandy, talking about his wife's and Brandy should do her, her stripper name or something like that. But then Brandy gets pissed off and she comes out. That's fine. She argues with him. Calls him a poor man's Paul Heyman or something like that. Discount dollar store Paul Heyman. He says, I prefer Jim Cornette. And folks, what have I been saying for weeks upon weeks upon weeks? Tell me. Tell me I've been wrong. Because I'm not wrong anymore. I've been telling you week after week after week. Dan Lambert is Jim Cornette. You know, Dan Lambert is Jim Cornette. That he's he's a surrogate for Jim Cornette. Just as simple as that. And and he and he and he says it. He says it himself. I prefer Jim Cornette. It's it not you know not that hard to figure out. That's what he's supposed to be doing. So he's being disgusting. He's being sexist. That's his thing. Brandy comes out and she cuts her own promo, the black belt thing. I'm not going to repeat it. It makes me uncomfortable as a white middle-aged man to talk about it. I'm not going to lie. And uh, they tease a fight. Dustin comes in to to break it all up. Um, (laughs) Look, this is what I will speak on. I I think that if Lambert had just said the one line about stripping, you've been like, ah, there he goes again. Old man, set in his ways, degrades women, fuck him. But I think he went in too hard when he brought it back. And I'm like, ah, okay, this is cringe. Now it's cringe and it's not cool. And because honestly... You know, I I don't overall like I don't think it's cool to degrade sex workers in any way. I don't I and the thing is is that in my experience, right? People who speak ill of sex workers are oftentimes people who call upon the work of such professionals in one capacity or another, whether it be a visit to a gentleman's club or just dropping their credit card information on uh, on a website that provides that type of uh, that type of stuff you know that's all you know so you know to a degree i'm like 
to a degree, I'm like, I, I get it. And it resonates and it works because as an AEW fan, you should not stand for Dan Lambert and what he's saying. He's shitting on the product you love. And on top of that, he's he's regressive. He's old man set in his ways and he should hit the bricks. But I think I think they're better off like using using these lines with um uh with care as opposed to just driving and driving and pushing them because I think it went too far and it and it, then it sort of leaves a bad taste in your mouth and you're like nah, nah, nah. you know the shot at brandy is okay whatever you know it's all right you, you, you stupid old white dude, you know? Because that's ultimately what it is. That's ultimately what Dan Lambert is. I don't know. And as far as the as Brandy goes, I, I, I was... Ne- Brandy, Brandy always worked best as part of the Cody Brandy act. You know, the Ring of Honor, the New Japan stuff. That was great. I don't know what they're trying to do with her exactly. I, it, like I, 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 I don't, I don't quite, I don't quite get it. Anakin JMT left us a couple of super chats. Thank you very much, Anakin. He says, "Why are all his promos, his being Dan Lambert, uh, degrading to women mid?" Yeah, well. Let's not forget, first of all, not all his promos to begin with. Let's not forget that it was Chris Jericho who went really hard on Paige Van Zandt, you know. Um, and here I am sticking up for Dan Lambert. <laughs> uh, like, I enjoy, I enjoy his work because he really is every Twitter troll, every... Jim Cornette episode that shits on AEW. That's what he does. That's who he is. And that's he's supposed to. And I think that would be enough. And I think we could shy away from that. But the thing is, is that he's also portraying himself as a guy who likes old school wrestling. He likes things like they were in the past. So he's using these old timey references. Like I understand what they're doing. I think it's going like, like I said, I think last night left a bad taste in a lot of people's mouths because I think it went a little too hard, a little too strong. And I don't like, I don't like uh, shaming sex workers. I don't, I don't. And I think it went into that territory last night. I think one reference, we're good. It's a little edgy, you're like, eh, son of a bitch. You're not supposed to like Dan Lambert, by the way. I like him because I think he's a good heel. Now, again, I'm still going to bring this up. How is this benefiting Ethan Page and Scorpio Sky? That is still the outstanding question in this whole thing. As much as I like Dan Lambert's work, I don't see how, I still don't see the payoff, how this is benefiting Scorpio Sky and Ethan Page and his tits. Anakin also left us another super chat. Thank you very much. He says, I feel like Ruby or Jade could win next week. But sure, it's a perfectly logical toss-up. I really feel like the way they've been booking this, Jade is the woman they want to strap the title to. That's my thought. Also, Rose's X-23 gear 
greater than Gargano's Wolverine. That gear is the one thing that could put Wolverine better than Cyclops. Wolverine is already better than Cyclops. And this is the weirdest debate. It's like saying, it's like saying, I don't know, Venom is better than Captain Marvel. No, that's stupid. I don't know what I'm talking about. No, this is like saying, here, this is like saying chicken is better than turkey. Like, close, but no. Turkey is absolutely better than your run-of-the-mill chicken. You're talking poultry with me? Turkey all the way. Cyclops is not better than Wolverine. But you know, and thank you for the super chats, by the way, Anakin. And on top of that, I'll even, it's much better than Brian Cage's uh, Weapon X gear that he pulled out at an Impact pay-per-view last year before he before he jumped. I think it's the night he dropped the title. No, we're talking regular turkey. We're talking we're talking regular turkey, um, cooked. And because I think when when you get down to cold cuts like sliced turkey, sliced chicken, I, I there's not much of a difference. I think there's a little bit in the texture, but I don't think there's a cut and dry difference in experience. Like I don't think it's a. But you sir, like you're like Warren. And I'm like, yes. Hang on, let's do this again. Warren? Yes. I am ready to cook poultry for you tonight. Would you like a, a chicken or a turkey? It is your choice. I will always pick turkey. Every time. And then, oh, but Warren, it is much more work. Then don't offer me the choice. <laughs> That's the weekly wrestling inspection. <laughs> Oh, what a fun time we had tonight. Uh, and uh, Anakin JMT left us a super chat just to wrap this one up. Thank you very much. He says, you think that's a weird debate? Wait until you go back into the Discord. Jesus Christ. Join the Discord. Come and join in these weird debates. I'm more or less stoked. No, I'm excited to see. There's all sorts of nonsense. We talk about wrestling, but there's all sorts of junk that's discussed. But uh, seriously... Come join the Discord this Sunday. We're watching Match of the Year candidates. Uh, uh, from, I think, what, 2 p.m. moving forward, Eastern, 1 Central, something like that. We're, or 3, I don't quite remember off the top of my head. But we're starting Sunday afternoon, right into the evening. Come and watch some great wrestling with the, with the, with the rest of the crew. A whole bunch of people. It'll be fun. Join the Mr. Warren Hayes Discord right now. And let's settle it. It was settled in the poll. What should we call the big screen in AEW? 62% of you voted to call it the Contron. And I kind of, I'm on, I I think that's the best, that's, as opposed to the Tony Tron. I think the Contron is uh, is the best, uh, is is indeed the best, uh, the best selection here. I'm all for it. Um, in the meantime, um, we're done. I'm going to wrap it up for uh, for tonight. Thank you. Everyone, for joining me this year again, and a fantastic year for the Mr. Warren Hayes Show, and mostly in part, all to you, your support, coming in, joining me live, watching on demand, listening on podcasts, 
God damn. Like, it's so incredibly humbling year after year. I appreciate it. You make you make doing this special. So, you know, otherwise I'm just talking at the wall. <laughs> I can't, I, I'm blessed. I really am blessed. And I hope uh, we continue to have a good time all together on Thursday nights um, all throughout 2022. Have a wonderful new year. Uh, have uh, a wonderful New Year's Eve. Please be safe. Be responsible. I want to see you all back here next Thursday. In the meantime, folks, thank you all for joining me. And uh, we'll see you next time.